TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Hi, and welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm your host, Susan Barancini Mo. Okay, it's Monday, and that means it's a new week, but this week we're starting with kind of an old topic. <laughs> this week we are going back to revisit Equifax. Why? Okay, last week, that doesn't count as a question, by the way. So <laughs> um, last week I talked about the Equifax hack and what that means for you as an individual, as well as what are some things that you can do to protect yourself. So today, as promised on Friday, I'm going to give you an update on what's happened since, uh, what are some new things that have been announced since last week, since I recorded that show, and we'll link to that show uh, in the cards, in the cards. Um, and also tomorrow, I'll be doing an interview with Monica Eaton Cardone of Chargebacks 911, and we'll be talking about some of the things that can affect small business owners uh, with this Equifax breach and what to look out for and how to protect themselves. So today, what's new? That's question number one. And question number two is what happens if you don't, if you just go, you know, I'm not doing any of this stuff. I'm not going to try to protect myself. I'm just going to see what happens. I'll probably get lucky. Okay. So question number one is what's new. Um, and, and in terms of protecting yourself and some of this is going to be a little bit of review, but look, I don't think you can be too careful with this one. Um, so as a, as a reminder, Equifax is one of the three credit reporting agencies. Um, there's Equifax, Experian, and Trade Union, TransUnion, TransUnion. And those are the big three. And it's not the first time Equifax has had a hack. And they did a terrible job of protecting us, apparently. And from everything I've heard, um, all the experts are saying that they did a terrible job of managing this crisis. So they got hacked. 143 million customers' data was stolen, including names, addresses, social security numbers, and uh, credit card numbers and other credit information. So what this means is that 143 Americans are at risk for potential identity theft, credit theft, all kinds of theft. So um, a lot of us are doing whatever we can to try to get the word out about what you can do to protect yourself. So um, one thing that's new since last week um, is Credit Karma which is a really fun little website that I actually use. Um, it, it's a free website you can use. You sign up for a free account and you can monitor your credit score and your credit reports to see if anything's changed. And now they're gonna be launching a new free service in October. They're currently testing this service now. They'll be launching in October. Um, this service that will alert customers if their identity data has been compromised in hacks. And so they're, they're testing it now. They've kind of fast-tracked it because of this scandal. And they're going to keep track of data breaches. They're going to tell you if you're one of the victims. You can then use their credit monitoring service and flag suspicious activities. So Credit Karma is really stepping up, and they're offering a, a service that will, will keep up. Will keep oversight over your credit. Um, you also, in terms of your credit, want to check with your credit card companies. A lot of credit card companies have been emailing their customers to let them know how they're looking out for their data. Um, you know, some credit card companies are already partnered with a credit monitoring service, and if it's a benefit you already receive for free, just by being a card holder, you might as well activate it. Um, so check with your credit card companies. 
Um, your credit card companies also may offer tools to keep you updated on your credit report. For example, Capital One has a service called CreditWise, and they give you weekly updates. And if your credit reports change, they'll give you automatic alerts. So again, you know, just you have to activate those services. So check with your credit card companies and see if they offer something like that. Um, your credit card companies do monitor your account for suspicious activity. Um, if you've ever traveled and you forgot to tell them where you were going, like you went outside the country, you know they're going to not let you use your, car your card outside the country. Um, I was in Uruguay once, and it was the first time it ever happened to me. I forgot to call my bank, and I tried to use a credit card to check into a hotel room, and my card was declined, and I was horrified. I was embarrassed, but I was mortified. I thought, what, what's going on in America that, you know, this card doesn't work? Because of course, of course it should work. So um, I called and made a very expensive call for my mobile device. At the time, it was before, you know, mobile plans made international calling easy and cheap. And so it was like a, you know, $40 call, it turned out to be. Anyway, um, I got it straightened out, got the card opened up, but, um, but I had to make a really expensive call for that. So if you're traveling, you have to let your credit card company know that you're traveling out of the country, where you're going, and how long you'll be away. Um, so, you know, your, your credit card company does monitor your account for suspicious activity, but that's not enough to really protect you. So do make sure that you are keeping on top of your credit report. You can get three credit reports from all three credit reporting, credit reporting agencies at annualcreditreport.com. We're going to put that link down here. Um, you want to, in general, just kind of keep an eye on your credit report and, and follow up with your credit issuers if you see something that looks really strange or unusual or suspicious. Um, as I mentioned in the last show on this, um, you can freeze your credit with each of the credit reporting agencies using the websites and phone numbers. I'm going to put those here, but we'll also put them in the notes for today. Um, you can put that, creating that freeze prevents people from opening new lines of credit with your identity. So if someone did get your social security number and your information, if you're frozen, then nobody can open new lines of credit with your identity. That includes you, and we're going to talk about that. But the one thing it doesn't do, it doesn't protect already open lines of credit. So, you know, any credit cards you currently have open are still kind of in trouble. And one of the things that I haven't actually seen mentioned, so I don't actually know if it protects you or not, but it seems to me if someone stole your credit card number, you might as well have your company issue a new card as if it was stolen. Then you don't know for sure that your data was stolen and the Equifax um, website that tells you if you've been hacked, it, it, doesn't really, we don't know for sure if it's actually working. So, um, so I would say it's probably a good practice. Um, anytime you think your card number's been stolen, it's good practice to get a new number. But also in this case, you may not, you know, you may be able to get a new card at no charge and at least you're kind of doing something. Um, the, the freezing your credit is the most complete way to protect your credit, but there can be a cost of five to $10 per agency so basically 15 to $30 in total, and it can be inconvenient because if you're in the process of you know, doing a mortgage or you need a loan, or you really wanna do any sort of transaction that requires them to check your credit, you have to lift the freeze temporarily and there may be a five to $15 charge for that as well. So each time you freeze and unfreeze, there can be a charge. So it can get costly. So you may wanna think about that when there are pros and cons there. Um, another thing you can do is to set up a fraud alert. You have to contact one of the three credit reporting agencies to set up an alert. 
Um, what it does is it requires the agency to verify your identity anytime anybody tries to open an account in your name. It does have to be renewed every 90 days. Um, here's the thing you should not do. Nothing. You should not ignore this. You should not pretend you're not going to be affected. You should not pretend this is no big deal. This is a very big deal. This is not fear mongering. This is real. And um, having your social security number stolen puts you at risk for not just credit problems, but criminal, medical, and even government benefits and document fraud, even tax fraud. So some things that can happen if you do nothing. Um, and that's really this question number two is what happens if you, what, you know, what should you not do? And the answer is nothing. Um, you know, you should not do nothing. So do something. Double negatives there. Sorry. Um, so some examples of what can happen if you do nothing. Um, obviously, you know, someone can open credit cards in your name and run up bills. Um, someone can start utility bills in your name. And if those utility bills go unpaid, they can not just ruin your credit score, but they can, you know, if you, you know, move to a place and somebody's, you know, already given you a bad name with the, the utility company they can make you give a substantial deposit. Um, someone can commit a crime and they can turn your information in as theirs and that gives you a criminal record, which I'm sure we can all agree comes with a host of problems and is probably something you don't want. Um, someone can actually turn in a credit, uh, a tax return using your social security number to claim a fraudulent return. So in general, you wanna file early, um, as early as you can, um, but, but you also wanna be on top of, you know, your identity. Um, other things that can happen, someone can have a medical procedure in your name. Um, if they don't pay the bill, they can root your credit score too, but also if they've used your insurance, it can count, well, whether they've used your insurance or not, it can count as a pre-existing condition. And we really don't know right now if that's gonna have meaning in the future or what that will mean. So you really do wanna be thoughtful about, you know, your identity. And like I said, the, the credit freeze is good. It won't protect these other things though. And that's why in the last video, I suggested some of these identity theft monitoring services because you know, freezing your credit and you know, staying on top of your credit report, those are great, but they really don't protect you if someone is trying to use your identity for criminal activity or medical activity or tax fraud um, and some of these other kinds of things. So you really do wanna be mindful that there are other ways that people can use your identity. And these things, when someone steals your identity, these things can take years to clear up. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of consumers they're finding are saying, oh, well, I'll just, you know, see what happens, roll the dice, or I'll, you know, sue Equifax if somebody steals my identity. But the thing is, it can take years to clear up. I, you know, for example, um, a few years ago, someone stole a credit card number and, um, of my husband and me, and they used it and it was just a, you know, a couple thousand dollars, but it took a couple of years to clear that up. So it's really no joke. I mean, imagine someone takes your social security number and, you know, when I was a kid, when I first, my mom and dad gave me my social security number for the first time, like they gave me the card and it was now mine to keep. When they gave me that, they said, be really careful, keep the secret, don't tell anyone what your social security number is, it's important to keep that private. And what's the first thing they do when you go to a doctor's office is they ask you for your social security number and I always write, I don't give that out. And I'm usually the difficult patient, but that's okay. Um, I, you know, I don't mind. But, but I think you know, we've been cavalier a little bit and, and it's getting harder and harder to keep this information a secret. So in general, just be really careful with your information and, and protect it 
and you know, do what you can to protect your identity and from being used uh, nefariously. Um, and, and don't take this lightly. This Equifax thing is a big deal. Now, again, tomorrow, uh, I am interviewing Monica Eaton Cardone from Chargebacks 911, and we're talking about how this is impacting small businesses. And so if you have a small business, if you're on Etsy, if you use PayPal, if you are um, you know, somebody who sells digital products or anything online or any kind of product where you transact online or frankly anywhere else, uh, you want to watch this uh, this interview tomorrow because Monica has has some really important things to tell you about how to protect yourselves and how ways that you can kind of look out for this kind of stuff. And and generally, you can expect that you're going to have some problems as a result of this uh, scandal. I'm sorry to tell you. So kind of ending on a bummer note. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, we will be going on an upswing for the rest of the week. So that's an awesome thing. Um, so if you like this episode and you found it useful and informative, please click the thumbs up and give us a like. And please subscribe because there's going to be a lot more awesome information coming, a lot more interviews and, and really valuable information. So I hope you enjoyed this and found it useful. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.